audio version of Michael Leitman's blog. September 28, 2022. Michael Leitman, on Quora, how do you judge someone fairly? You judge someone fairly by being an intermediary between the Creator and the world. The world can bring any charges against the Creator, and a fair judge can acquit everyone of almost all of these charges. That is, a fair judge should be neither a judge nor a prosecutor, but a defender, a justifier. In other words, a fair judge passes acquittals, not sentences. How can we justify someone who is completely under the Creator's control? If we see that he committed a crime, then the Creator committed the crime through such a person. We need to thus rise to a level above judgments, courts and investigations, a level of kindness and mercy. A fair judge considers all other people as judges who judge him. In the Torah, judges were appointed collectively by the people. Naturally, they were held to great standards and expectations. A fair and true judge is both the Creator's and the people's representative. He must unite them, and be above the fray, so to speak. Based on the video What is a Judge? With Kabbalist Dr. Michael Leitman. Written, edited by students of Kabbalist Dr. Michael Leitman. Terrible Days of the Beginning of the Year The beginning of the year, Rosh Hashanah, is called Terrible Days because we go through very drastic changes. We are working against the great, terrible, genuine egoistic desire with the help of the great and terrible force of the Creator. This is the beginning of correction at its initial point where the will to receive and the will to bestow meet, and these two opposite poles begin to unite in their oppositeness. During Rosh Hashanah, a person examines himself and sees that he is full of sins, and he has to correct himself in order to come closer to the Creator. Therefore, he decides that he must take steps toward the Creator. But he understands that he can come closer to the Creator only when he corrects his heart and builds the structure of Malkut in it, which will be similar to the quality of the Creator, Keter, Bistoel, and Love. He can do that only through connection with friends, otherwise, he will not be able to change his heart. He has to connect his heart to his friends and move with their hearts to such an extent that they all become one heart. Then in this one heart, he will be able to feel the Creator's attitude toward them. It is preferable that there should be ten people, no more and no less, in accordance with the general structure originally created by the Creator. After all, the forms of relations between the Creator and the created beings undergo ten metamorphoses until they reach the quality of the created being from the quality of the Creator. The stronger we connect our hearts into one heart, the more we give the Creator a place to rule. We ask the Creator to be king over us, in this holy house we have built for Him, in the temple of His greatness. We want it to become a place of bestowal, where the Creator will dwell and fill the connections between us with himself. We will try to improve and increase this connection all the time so that the Creator is revealed more and more within us. From the first part of the daily Kabbalah lesson September 21, 2022, Rosh Hashanah.
Returning to the structure of Adam. The most important commandment of Kabbalah is love your neighbor as yourself. If we get closer to this, then along the way we will begin to feel more and more similar to the upper force, the creator, and he will begin to reveal himself in us, as one single great force. We will begin to feel that the importance of this world is practically decreasing for us, and that the world of complete connection is rising more and more. We will feel this when the feeling of the universe passes through the friends. In this way we will feel the upper world. Kabbalah teaches this. It leads to this. I am sure that each of us can attain this, both men and women. There are no barriers for anyone. We are all children of Adam and must return to his full structure, to unity. From Dr. Leitman's conversation with the Georgian Group September 15, 2022. We cannot throw everyone into the same pot. Comment, you are always saying that the connection should be kind, from the level of love. My response, there should be mutual complimenting in society of everyone to everyone to such an extent that everyone could express themselves and everyone would perceive it correctly. Nothing else. No one forces you to be like everyone else, to throw everyone into the same pot, to arrange some kind of public catering for everyone. Everyone is not equal to everyone, and everyone does everything to be like everyone else in the public product. Question, you are always saying that we are under an influence of the upper force of nature, which then forms us. How will it feel about this? Answer, nature does not want to see that we are all thrown into the same pot. By no means. This is why it makes us different from each other. We all are so different in a thousand parameters. Nature does not want us to be exactly the same. This is why we need to be exactly like that. Everyone distinguishes himself and should show all his best qualities and display them before society. Society is happy with such people, it should encourage them. They complement each other in this way, and society becomes richer. Question. Should my individuality and the individuality of everyone be for society or not? Answer, I think it cannot be otherwise. What else can it be used for? We are in an age when everything we do is very individual, and on the other hand, dissolves into everything else that is being done. If I used to be able to do something, and it was mine from beginning to end, today I cannot make a screw if it does not pass twenty hands, and besides me, there will be many ideas and forces invested. Comment, components come from all over the world for this screw. This is today's world. My response, this is today's world, and therefore, we must understand ourselves and society in this way. The most important thing is how we embed ourselves in connection with others. This world will be built anyway. By trial and error. Comment but in order for it not to go through such suffering. My response, people will learn. How else can it be done? You can see in little children how they are gradually learning, and suffer less, and fall less, and less of something else. This is how a person grows. What can you do? Nature does not allow a little child to lift some huge weight or do something else, 
only in accordance with his capabilities so that he does not harm others and develops. It is the same with us. From Cab TV's News with Dr. Michael Laitman April 14, 2022. Scrutiny of the Request to the Creator When reading the Zohar, it is essential by all possible means and most importantly in your thoughts, to clarify for yourself that now you are entering the office where you will ask and you will receive, but on condition that your request is correct. It is desirable for a person to perceive that he is given the opportunity to enter and say only one phrase. And if with this phrase you fail to awaken the one in this office, on whom your whole fate depends, then you lose this opportunity and you will not get another one. If a person stays in such a sensation, even if he gets opportunities again and again, it can somehow help him. That is why, it is necessary to know, all the changes that we should first of all desire are the changes in the direction of bestowal and love for your neighbor and from them to love for the Creator. These changes are realized in us, only by an upper force that can influence us, and make them, only on condition that we desire them, as much as we can desire, from the lowest level toward the highest. After all, we do not yet understand these changes and do not want them 100% because these changes are toward bestowal and love for your neighbor. But as much as I am given and with all my might I strive, I must believe that if my request will be correct, immediately these changes will come true and will be realized in me. Therefore, we must form such a picture for ourselves in which we are constantly present, and while reading the book of Zohar we should stay on the edge of the request, prayer, worship, or plea so that even if we do not reach the true request, then due to this plea, as in the prayer before the prayer, we hope that our request will take the right form meaning, I do not know how to ask him, so I ask him to help me to know how to ask. I can't tell him, I am asking, but I don't know how and you do it. No, it will not work that way. He cannot do this, my request must be correct in any case, because otherwise I have nowhere to receive a correction. From the second part of the Daily Kabbalah lesson January 4, 2012. The Book of Zohar Bereshit. Getting to know yourself. Reading the Zohar, we come across some definitions that we do not understand. Gradually we will get to know them, but in fact, this is not even that important. You can compare it with a little child who sees a lot of unknown things around him and faces something new all the time. He does not ever know why it is necessary, but purely instinctively, artlessly, and without knowing how, he gets acquainted with the world. Similarly, there is no need to be afraid that we do not understand something in what we read and that we do not know how one is connected with the other. We just need to listen, to be in touch with the text, and to burn with the desire to understand, as it is the only way to know the world, both our world and the spiritual one. When we read the Torah later, we will see where all these images came from and why one name is mentioned after another and all sorts of quotes. We will already understand what spiritual actions and qualities we are talking about, what force acts at what stage, Joseph, Jacob, Abraham, or Moses. 
the Zohar and in general the entire wisdom of Kabbalah refers to these inner forces that are within us. Gradually we begin to get acquainted with our qualities. As they develop, we get the opportunity to work with them, organize them correctly, and use them. After all, the measure of a person's life force in spirituality is measured by how familiar this world is to him, by his capabilities, and his level of knowledge. The more we learn and feel, the more significant will be our spiritual life, the degree of our consciousness and existence. This is how we will move forward. From the Daily Kabbalah Lesson December 5, 2009 The Book of Zohar Noah Revenge is a treat for egoism. Comment, Revenge is a thing a person is ready to devote his whole life to. My response, Revenge is the biggest treat for egoism. There is no greater pleasure for egoism than the triumph over another egoism that humiliated it that now it pays back a hundredfold, and thereby proves its victory, its superiority, and its triumph. This is the most pleasant thing for our ego and, I would say, the most opposite of the spiritual. It is very difficult to do anything against this. The feeling of revenge subconsciously sits in us. From above, someone will be specially chosen for you who will annoy you and prick your ego. All the time, you will inevitably come back to imagining all kinds of scenes of this person's humiliation and your triumph over him where he will come and admit his insignificance, his mistake, in front of you. And only serious work on oneself can partially correct this and somehow, soften it. Comment, but any hero in a story must ultimately win, gain the upper hand, prove his case, and take revenge, etc. My response, this is the American happy ending. Question, how should this be in our spiritual development? Answer, we must accept it all as coming from the Creator and not from some person. It is the Creator who sets us, up, it is He who teaches us, such a lesson through someone and we must love this someone, this subject, and get along with Him. When evil manifests, deal with the Creator. But it's not easy. This is actually a very serious problem. Question, so it manifests itself when a person sees some kind of malice, a flaw in a friend? Answer, yes. The Creator does this on purpose in this vast theater of life, and we each must understand that all of humanity are parts of our soul and the fact that I see them opposite to myself is only because I do not want to connect with them, I do not yet understand that these are my integral parts. That is, the problem is with me. From Cab TV's I got a call. How to take revenge on the enemy May 24, 2013? Michael Leitman, on Quora, do you think you have the qualities to be a judge? Why? What qualities are important? A true and fair judge is an intermediary between the Creator and the world. The world can bring any charges against the Creator, and a fair judge can acquit everyone of almost all of these charges. That is, a fair judge should be neither a judge nor a prosecutor, but a defender, a justifier. In other words, a fair judge passes acquittals, not sentences. How can we justify someone who is completely under the Creator's control? If we see that he committed a crime, 
then the Creator committed the crime through such a person. We need to thus rise to a level above judgments, courts and investigations, a level of kindness and mercy. A fair judge considers all other people as judges who judge him. In the Torah, judges were appointed collectively by the people. Naturally, they were held to great standards and expectations. A fair and true judge is both the Creator's and the people's representative. He must unite them, and be above the fray, so to speak. Based on the video Will I Ever Replace the Judicial System? With Kabbalist Dr. Michael Leitman and Semyon Vinoka. Written, edited by students of Kabbalist Dr. Michael Leitman.